He endured the sleep of the sick. It was a sleep punctuated by repetitive awakenings, each more blurry-minded than the last. It was a sleep of sticky sweatiness, of damp pillows, of tossing and turning and being kicked by his neighbors. It was the horrid daytime sleep of headaches and demi-awareness. Dreams started seeming more real, and the dark, stuffy, smelly, noisy room into which he awoke felt less and less true. At some point in the day, Carlton and his mother moved out into the hallway. They slept with their feet inside the door to keep it propped open. Daniel and Zola stretched out and found new, cool spots on the tile and around the other sides of their pillows. They slept some more to while away the hours as the wind outside became less of a menace and more of a nuisance. The wind was never going to abate. Daniel felt like the noise had moved into their lives, like another stepfather, unwanted and unannounced, and now they would have to get used to it. It felt like a fever that wouldn't go away. And just like when he was sick, Daniel thought about how little he appreciated that time of wellness. He never thought about the lack of deafening wind on a normal day. The absence went unnoticed. When he was sick, he always promised himself he'd never again take for granted being well. But once the fever passed, life continued as usual, and he rarely paused to appreciate his wholeness. If the wind ever goes away, Daniel thought to himself, I vow to soak up the silence, the quiet. He'd let the ringing dissipate from his sore ears, eke from his rattling bones, slide away from the anxious lining of his skin, and appreciate the calm stillness left behind. He promised. The smell of soup pulled Daniel from his hazy mist of his fretful sleep. He slowly stirred. There was pressure behind his eyes from sleeping at the wrong time of day. He stood and rubbed his face, glanced at himself in the mirror, and realized how dirty and grimy he felt. He could still taste beer on his breath, now stale. He rummaged in the bag of toiletries his mom had stashed below the sink and found his deodorant, his toothbrush, some toothpaste. He slid the former up his shirt and applied some over his sweat. He ran some water over his toothbrush, but the gurgling, hissing drip reminded him of the absence of power, and that he just used what was left in the pipes. He brushed as he walked out of the bathroom and turned to survey the damage in the living room. Carlton looked up from an embrace with his mother. She was facing away from Daniel, but obviously wiping hurriedly at her eyes to keep him from seeing that she'd been crying. Daniel looked away from them and studied the mess in the room. Shattered glass tinkled all across the carpet like spilled jewels. A sheet had been hung from the blinds over the blown-out window, but the wind kept pushing it back, and rain kept filtering down to soak the insides of their home. The entire floor was soaked. Puddles had formed here and there, revealing defects in the otherwise level floor. The TV and stereo cabinet had been rained on for hours and were likely ruined. Daniel looked at his old, original Xbox sitting on the floor, and wondered if maybe this would be an excuse for him to finally get a newer 360.
He hated himself as soon as he thought of it. Do I smell soup? he asked around his toothbrush, trying to change the course of his thoughts. His mom sniffed and nodded. She hurried past him and into the kitchen, and Daniel followed. The gas isn't working, she said. Carlton pulled the camping gear out of the attic before the storm hit. Daniel saw that their old Coleman stove had been set up on the island. A worn fuel canister dangled from its curvy pipe. Flames licked and hissed at the bottom of a pot. The clear lid was fogged and bubbling with the steam of warm calories. Daniel spit toothpaste into the sink. I could eat that whole thing, he said.